Instagram starts the year off with low user growth, a YouTuber's app hits the app store with a bang, and the recipe for a great day. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Hello, hello, happy new year. Welcome back to Working Girl Talk. Hope you had an amazing new year. Happy 2020. It's crazy that it's been that long since I've spoken to you, but thank you so much for joining me today. Hopefully you've had a good start to the new year. I want to start off with this episode by saying I, one of my goals for like the first week of the new year was to ease into the new year. That was my word, like just for that week, ease into the new year. And then I got really sick. So my new year has been very sick and ill and in a bed and just falling apart. So I'm taking my ease into the new year more this week when I'm more recovered. So this is just an easy breezy episode, getting us, easing us into the new year and into this new year of working girl talk. So let's dive into this week's news. So an interesting report came out about Instagram to start off the year. A report from eMarketer, a data company, announced that Instagram's user growth has dropped to a single digit percentage for the first time. Search Engine Journal stated that the report shows that Instagram's user base grew by 6.7% in 2019, which is like fine, but it actually is down from a 10% growth in 2018. So they've seen seen that steady decline and now it's in the single digits for growth, which growth is still growth, but that growth is just decreasing. So starting in 2020, eMarketer estimates Instagram will grow, grow slower than what was previously expected to. Their predictions were that growth will be at a 4.5% in 2020, which originally was 5.4, and in 2021 will be 3.2% growth instead of 4.1. So they contributed these slow growth factors to two different factors. One, they said older age groups are not joining Instagram as quickly. I've heard recently from some creatives that Instagram is becoming the next Facebook and it's just older people getting on there and like the same complaints that some people have about Facebook. So I've heard a lot of that, but I've also seen Instagram grow and still do its thing. And I don't think it's at that level yet, but it is interesting that they made this point. But I also think that it's still very true that not a lot of older demographics are on Instagram. I think it's becoming more popular, but if you think about it, does your grandma have an Instagram? And if she does, is she that active and way into it? Not yet. So I don't think we're exactly there yet. So I could see why this would be a contributing factor for slow growth that they said. The second one was competition from Snapchat and TikTok. Yes, definitely. Both of these are very popular with younger demographics, younger than Instagram. Instagram's target demographic that they've had the most growth with, according to this report, was 25 to 34. So Snapchat and TikTok are both geared lower demographics than that. So that makes sense. Um, And also, as I've talked about, I'm always talking about TikTok. That's just the future, guys. And it's 
taking over. And lately I've seen more and more people jumping on the TikTok bandwagon and I'm on it, but the content, wow, that is slow to get out there. Video is just different than other content platforms. So it takes a little bit of time to get used to all that. We're hopefully on the TikTok train soon. I'll keep you posted. I have some upcoming content that I want to do around TikTok and on the podcast around TikTok that I think would be really fun. So wish me luck, goals for 2020, content for work, for working girl TikTok, and yeah, I'll get out of that sidebar. So anyway, competition from Snapchat and TikTok makes sense. Those younger demographics are on these platforms and they're both growing in popularity and both growing in popularity, um, specifically TikTok worldwide. I mean, we know it stemmed from Asia and it's just kind of taking over from there. So that has, it just has so much reach that it makes sense that it's stealing some of that. An interesting point that I read in that report and also some 2020 social media prediction reports is that um, Instagram stories, and they mentioned Facebook stories too, but I don't think as prominent as Instagram stories, but Instagram stories are really where it's at on the app that that engagement has increased and that's where people are having good conversations, getting leads, all that good stuff. So Instagram stories are still popping <laughs> for lack of a better word in my most professional opinion, Instagram stories are popping. <laughs> so every social media giant, every business has its highs and lows. Everyone has its search to the top, maybe that dropped down and maybe in, this is what Instagram is experiencing here. They are still growing, just that growth is decreasing. But next up, to me, this was a really interesting and fun story and I'm super excited to talk about it. This week, the stories, it was really hard to find stuff, even though so much has happened since we've last talked, but it was a little hard to find stuff. So, and some of it was just boring. So I ended up scrapping it all last minute. And that's why I selected these two. So here we go. The app of social media celebrity, David Dobrik, I'm hoping, I hope I'm saying that right. Called David's disposables has hit over a million downloads. According to the verge, this is actually super cool. David got his start back in the days of vine, RIP vine, and is now huge on Instagram and YouTube. He has over 11 million followers on Instagram put that in perspective, Matthew McConaughey has 2.2 million followers on Instagram. So I know random, but I was like, who could I just compare this to? Like celebrities, like big time celebrities don't even have this many followers on Instagram. So this kid is a big deal. So he got super popular in the Vine days, started vlogging on YouTube, Instagram, built a huge following, has a huge fan base. He's with um, Josh Peck sometimes. Like that's how I first kind of saw him coming about. Anyway, in late December, he launched his app in the Apple App Store called David's Disposables. According to The Verge, the app includes a disposable-like viewfinder and a configuration that always fires the flash, so it's like a picture-taker app. (laughs) You take pictures in it, and The Verge says, not only do the experience and the end result look retro, but so is having to wait for the photos to quote unquote develop the next day. You can also order prints in the app too. So you take all these pictures in the app. It's kind of cute. It looks like a disposable camera. I looked at the pictures of it and you take these retro pictures and like the flash automatically goes and then you have to wait to see them the next day. So it's kind of funny. It's a, it's funny. It's like an old, what's old is new again type of feel 
And it's very nostalgic and funny. So it makes sense. It's gaining so much popularity. So it's already gained over a million downloads and the app is free. It gets money from in-app ads. And why is this so successful? It's because it's tied so close to his brand. He actually has a second Instagram where he takes pictures with a disposable camera and posts those and it's very vintage feeling. So it's like giving his fans that experience as well. And this has gained a lot of traction on TikTok. So a lot of his fans have been reviewing the app on TikTok and it's just been kind of like blowing up from there. So it's a good example of an influencer doing a project that's close to their brand and what they do already and having it be successful. Because if you're sticking to your brand, being authentic, you will be successful. And this is a good example of that. It's not like it's the next greatest feat of humanity. It's kind of a weird, I mean, we have digital cameras that you can get your photos instantly, but it's fun. It's on brand and it's like growing, growing, growing right now. And it's a success right now. Will it be a success forever? Probably not. It'll probably have that dip, but super fun. I think it's a cool idea and it's a great example of an influencer being smart and kind of using what they have right now, not relying on an external brand partnership or something like that, kind of building their own thing off their own brand. So kudos to David. And that's it for our news. Now for our working girl topic of the week. So recipe for an amazing day. I know this is a little more vague and I know I'm always, I'm always talking about productivity and all these different things. So similar topics, but I thought this one was a great one to start into the new year, especially with our little mantra this week of easing into the new year. Let's not be stressful. Let's just have like an easy, amazing time to January. I saw a quote on Instagram this week that said, January is just a trial month. 2020 really starts in February. And I saw it. I was like, oh, that's so true. I've been sick. I haven't been able to kick off any of the things I wanted to do in the new year yet. I haven't even been to the gym yet. I haven't organized my pantry, all of these things. And I thought that was kind of funny. And my last episode was all about goals, goal setting strategies, the wrapping up last year, and which I love all of that. But sometimes in January, you just have these expectations things don't go how you want and it's okay. And sometimes you just have to try again tomorrow, ease into it. We are talking about how to make a day just awesome. You can't control everything that happens to you throughout the day. It's impossible, but you can control your attitude and you can control a lot of things to help your day just be amazing. So we're going to go through some foolproof things that will make your day just that much better that much more amazing. You can pick and choose. You can try to do all of them. This is to kick off these first few weeks of the year, thinking of how you can make each day better than the one before, how you can improve your attitude, improve your gratitude, all these things. And just make every day a little bit better because like I said, you can't control everything, but you can control how you react to things. You can control your attitude. You can control a lot of things in the way you behave. So try and fail. Don't fail to try. I saw that on the create and cultivate Instagram account and loved that quote. And that's what we're doing. We're just trying our best. So recipe for an amazing day. First things first, I've said it before, plan your outfit out the night before. Just do it. It starts off the day so much easier. Eliminates those hard choices in the morning. Plug your phone in, charge your phone the night before, charge it throughout the night. Or if you have the speed charger with the new phone, right when you wake up, plug it in. So it's charging while you're getting ready. Nothing is worse as getting to work or getting to your meetings and then your phone is dying. And I just want to say this next one. I had the best day today and it is because of this one. Wake up the first time, 
don't click the snooze button. And I've said this before. This is like always my thing, but lately I've been getting into that lazy mode and I've been sick. So I've been clicking that snooze button. But today I was like, you know what? When it goes off, like I'm just going to like, even as an experiment, thinking of it that way, I'm just going to experiment. Like what if I just stayed awake and didn't click the snooze button? I didn't click the snooze button. I got up actually had time to shower, get ready, pet on my dog. I worked on a podcast script all before I went to work. So I just felt so productive walking into work, which made me so productive at work. And it just like made the morning so much more peaceful. And I had time for all the things that typically I'm rushing through. And I, it just made my day awesome and really set the tone for really peaceful. I had time to think, had time to pray, do all these things that maybe you get rushed, but forget about. So wake up the first time. You will never regret waking up the first time, but there is a chance that you will regret sleeping in because then you have that regret of, oh man, now I'm late. Oh man, I missed breakfast. Oh man, I don't like feel as confident because I didn't have time to do my hair, all that stuff. But all I can say is you will never regret staying awake the first time. There we go. That's my soapbox speech for the day. So on to the next one. No phone checking in the morning. This one is super hard for me, but don't check your phone. Let it be. Even if it's your alarm, turn it off and then put it right back down. Sometimes you can endlessly scroll on Instagram in the morning. I know sometimes I feel like, oh, like I'm so busy throughout the day. This is like my only time to check social media. And that may be true, but then your time is somebody else's. You're spending your time looking at somebody else's where that time in the morning should be your own. It's precious time. You're, it's up to you to use it, get ready, set yourself up for the day. So don't check your phone, make your bed. That sets up a nice tone for the day. My mom has always told me that make, make your, make your bed right when you get up. It's like, it's just one thing that like looks nice around the house. At least if everything else is a disaster, your bed isn't. And so that's one thing. And you've already accomplished one task, which is great for your confidence take a shower or at least wash your face. Just feel clean in some way because if you don't, you just don't feel your best. Pack your lunch. Having your lunch already packed makes the workday so much smoother or at least having a plan for lunch. If you aren't packing your lunch, have like, oh, I'm going to go to this place. I have this much budget set aside for that buying that lunch. But um, packing your lunch is a great way to just add more, even more productivity to your day because you don't have to think about what am I going to eat for lunch? You don't put it off and you actually have your lunch because you have it. You have it there. You actually take your lunch and eat it because eating throughout the day is important. You need that fuel. Next one, say hi to your coworkers, ask them how they are. This is all about making your day amazing, but to make your day amazing, you need to make other people's days amazing too, because a lot of this is not self-reflective. The more selfless you are, the better you'll feel about yourself. So saying hi to your coworkers, asking them how they are. Like I've said before in other podcasts, map out the six things you're going to get done that day at work. And as you cross them all off, you will feel more confident, more accomplished. And I added another one, two things personally. So maybe, oh, I'm going to call and make that doctor's appointment today, or I'm going to take my dog out for a walk, two personal things. And those can kind of fluctuate to whatever you can handle. If it's too much, tone it down, do four things. And I saw a great post from Blogher that had a great timeline on how to batch these. So they said it takes less than five minutes 
do it right away, takes less than 20 minutes, do it after your current task, takes longer than 20 minutes, schedule for later, which that's not super specific, but it's a kind of a nice way to think about things when you're thinking about organizing your schedule for the day. Next one, stand up once every hour, stand up, stretch, even if it's just standing up at your desk real quick, pretending to adjust your chair just so you can get some standing up, Um, walk over to the bathroom, walk over to fill your water. Standing up and getting out of your desk is great for your productivity and as well as you, you need to step away from the computer or wherever your workstation, whatever it looks like every once in a while. And then smiling, smiling throughout the day is such a great way to have an amazing day. Science Daily actually did a study. So a team of psychologists combined data from 138 different studies testing more than 11,000 participants and found that facial expressions have a small impact on our feelings. The quote from the study was, conventional wisdom tells us that we can feel a little bit happier if we simply smile. And I think that is so true. It gives you a sense of, oh, I am happy. I'm just going to smile. Even if you're just at your desk and like, wait, I haven't smiled today. Just smile at your computer. No worries. It just makes you feel happier. And if you have a smile on your face, it makes other people feel happier too. And you're more approachable. And this isn't something you have to have a fake smile all day. I'm just saying, if you think about it, just remember to smile every once in a while because it's just, it's good for you. And scientifically speaking, it can have an impact on your feelings too, if you're feeling a little down. And on your drive home from work, call your mom, call your friend, call your dad, call whoever. And just talk to them, ask them how they're doing. Cause like I said, a lot of this goes back to reflecting onto other people too. So checking in with someone else, how are they doing really wanting to help or wanting to listen to their problems or their about their day too. And just having that one-on-one connection with somebody. And while you're driving, because sometimes that commute can be a little long for us, or maybe there's traffic and it can be annoying and that's not part of amazing day. So make that part that may not be so amazing awesome by talking to someone you love or you care about and trying to help them listen to them all that good stuff lastly on this list is eat dinner an hour before you go to bed or if not earlier i'm just saying this because your sleep impacts your next day so much if you don't have good sleep and sometimes if you eat that huge meal right before you go to bed you're just like so full and sick you can't sleep that great so that's something that's helped me and a lot of other people so eating before eating like a while before you go to bed um, can help you get that better sleep, more peaceful sleep. That's a lot of things on this list to have an amazing day. And it may not be easy to do all of them every single day and you're not ever going to have the perfect day, but we can try to incorporate a few things to just increase our happiness each day. If you have some foolproof tips, I'd love to hear them because I'm all about just making every day the best because life is short. So why not enjoy and try to make every day an amazing day? So three things you have to do. So if anything, here are the three ones that I, I think are the most important three S's it turned out. So steps, making sure you're standing, getting those steps and making sure you're taking some active movement throughout the day. This one is kind of funny because if you've ever like, oh, I'm just going to chill all day and have a lazy day at home and you've stayed in your pajamas all day and you're just laying in your bed and on your couch at the end of the day, you don't feel that great. Most of the time, like sometimes it's like awesome, (laughs) but I'm just saying most of the time you're like, I kind of like wasted a day. Like you don't feel that great when you haven't moved that much or done that much. So I'm saying, I'm saying like throughout these work days, make sure you're getting your steps in, maybe take the stairs once in a while, or at least walking to the water cooler, walking to the bathroom, all that good stuff. Just making sure you're taking steps and walking around 
S number two on these three S's that you have to do sleep and making sure you're getting that good sleep because that is so important. Everyone, I know they say around eight hours is good for everyone. Some people can thrive on five or six. Some people need more. So whatever works for you and making sure you are getting that good sleep because it's so impactful. And then, like I said, waking up on that first alarm. And then that last one, smiling, complaining has never solved a problem. Has it ever made you feel better about complaining and not, not having a smile on your face? No, complaining has never fixed anything. So just having that smile on your face, again, not forced, not fake, just thinking about like whenever you think about like, oh, I haven't smiled, just pop a little smile, let it fade away. But as long as you did, it kind of helps your inner well-being as well. And all this being said, no matter how much you prepare, how much you do, there are many things out of your control throughout the day. That's just life. You can only control your attitude, your reaction and your behavior. So smile, move on, laugh, enjoy the day, make the day amazing yourself and really have that mindset and keep the motivation going on in your head because that's the only thing you can control. So you can do all these things and that'll help, but there will be maybe the mean person or something that happened that you didn't expect or you're disappointed, but these things can help us kind of take that control back. <sighs> that's my rant. That's <laughs> So that's our first episode of the new year. I think this is going to be a great year for all of us, just really manifesting happiness and amazing days and all these great things. So 2020 vision, as they're saying, 2020 vision is true. So last but not least, before we go Friday favorite is my create and cultivate planner that I got at Target so create and cultivate um, check them out if you don't follow them they do a lot of awesome women's workshops and conferences all that stuff but they released a line of planners and calendars for the new year so I got one at Target I think even like November, maybe October, it was a while ago. And I was like, oh man, I'm getting this now because I want to be prepared for 2020. And it is the coolest planner ever. Maybe I should do a little planner tour on my Instagram story, but let me know if you want that. But the beginning page has different goals for the year. It has money goals for the year, things I want to buy goals, goals for professional events I want to attend, all these different things. And then monthly it has goals in all those different categories. And then weekly it has like, who do I need to check up on this week? Like people I need to text back, email back, all that kind of stuff. Um, what do I need to do or consume for inspiration, like a podcast or book and, um, how much money do I need to save? And what are my to do's? Like, it's a really cool in-depth planner and it just has so many different facets that are really awesome for organization. I know that a lot of targets are sold out, but I saw that they were going to try to restock them. So look up, uh, the create and cultivate planner. I think women with a plan is like the sub brand that it's called. Check those out. They're super cute. And I just love it. Love a good planner. Hope you enjoyed the first episode of the the new year. Thank you so much for joining. If anything resonated with you today, or if any of those tips for an amazing day, you think F would help a friend share the podcast, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing to the podcast makes it so you see the latest episode even sooner than somebody who isn't subscribed. So make sure you do that. And I always love reading your reviews. So if you want to do some good and make someone else feel good today, <laughs> leave a review for the podcast. Thank you so much. You have so many good episodes coming up and I can't wait for you to consume this awesome content. And I cannot wait to share and serve all of you guys. As always, DM me, email me, let me know if you have any questions, ideas, or guests you really want to hear from. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have an awesome day. I will talk to you next week.